live. I'm about to go live on the Sevon podcast on the YouTube station. Bam, we're live. I can't go live on my Instagram account at Sevon Matosian anymore. Um, so I have another account. It's called Sevon Rinsta. I think it's S E V A N R I N S T A, Rinsta. I think that means real. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's real. But Sevon Rinsta. And uh, today's show, man, today's show is going to be quick, I think. You, the CrossFit Games, beat you to interviewing Ricky Garrard, Benny Meyer. Yeah, let's talk about that first. Um, uh, but you got to watch me over at the Sevon Podcast if you want to hear that conversation. It's funny how people word stuff, that they beat me, that they beat me. Hey, Jim, what's up? That they beat me to interviewing the Ricky Garrard. I'm pretty sure, 89.5% sure that um, we had Ricky lined up before they did. And then I think what happened is is Dave reached out to him. And Dave had been giving him a lot of, I, I don't know if I'd call it love, but acknowledgement on uh, his Instagram account. And... Um, and so when I'm assuming Dave reached out to Ricky and said, hey, will you come on, come on our podcast? Ricky said yes. And I don't blame Ricky for that. Fuck, I'd go on that one too. I tried watching it yesterday. I watched for 15 minutes. For me, for me, it's completely unwatchable. I, 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 I never got comfortable. And, and that's I'm not blaming Ricky or Chase, but I just never got comfortable. I don't like that style of interviewing. That's not how I would have done it. Is there a place for it? Sure. It seemed more like an interrogation, and maybe it changes after fifteen minutes. I don't know. I just, I just personally, I, I'll tell you something about me. I went fishing with a bunch of friends, and they were fishing, and they handed me their fishing pole, and uh, I didn't want to hold it because what if I caught a fish, and then the fish would come out of the water, and then I'd see him like basically. I don't know what you call a fish out of water, but basically you watch them suffocate to death, right? You see them do that thing with their mouth, and I don't like that. And I eat fish, so there's some – I don't know if hypocrisy is the right word, but there's some inconsistencies going on there, right? I'll let you kill it. I'll let you do all that stuff, but for some reason I'm avoiding it, and I'm not going to hold your fishing pole, blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing with Ricky. Maybe maybe, maybe what um, Chase is doing is cool. I don't know. I don't like it though. I would have had when 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 I have Ricky on, I will be. It'll be more like I will try to lure him out of his shell to tell the story, not me necessarily digging in with a shovel and a scalpel or whatever tools Chase uses uh, to get the story. I, I think it'll be more like the approach of, dude. I, I watched your interview with Chase, and it's kind of cool that Chase did break the ice with him because then I can just piggyback off that, right? Oh, I watched your interview with Chase. I immediately looked up uh, the products you used, and you know, I put it in my shopping cart, and I was thinking about buying it, but I got scared because there's all these warnings about it having liver toxicity. By the way, that is something interesting about that interview, right? So I sat down just to watch it because so many people told me they watched it, and within five minutes of watching the interview – we find out what substance he takes, and I'm looking on the internet to buy it myself so I could take it so I could get swole. I've never taken anything like that. I took creatine before and like stuff that says like NO2 or whatever on it. But uh, isn't that funny that I, – I, I bet you that interview is going to sell a lot of that shit because you can go online and just buy that shit. 
But there is all sorts of warnings. There's all sorts of warnings. My wife walked over to my computer. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, just a little research, a little research. <laughs> I think she knew that I was tempted to buy some. I did not. The warnings are too scary. But anyway, uh, so so I, I, I there's a presupposition there saying that he he beat that CrossFit beat me. But you you word it how you want. I guess I guess that's you. Uh, where's our guest today? How come I didn't do a show yesterday? I'm obsessed about getting to 500 shows and and making each show a little bit better than the last show. When I don't have a guest, I am very um, anxious about going on myself. I don't want to go on myself, but I also think it's a good practice. And there's my brain throughout the day thinks of funny things that I want to share with you guys. So fuck it. I'm going to go on by myself, at least while my kids are asleep. It's 7.05. We're live on the Sevon podcast. I'm in California. So when I say it's 7.05 a.m. on the East Coast, it's 10 a.m. and in England or the United Kingdom. It's even eight hours ahead of that. So I guess it's 3 p.m. You're great at turning the podcast into a conversation instead of an interview. Thanks, Anthony. Uh, goodish announcer, not so good interviewer. I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to be critical. Okay. And this is the first time ever I've taken calls on a show that's not the news show. Let's see what happens here. Uh oh, two calls. Wow. Here's one from another country. Hold on. Hold. Uh oh. I got to decline the second call and then I got to switch this call to the Roadcaster Pro. Bam. Good morning. Morning, Savan. How you doing, bro? Hey, good morning. Wow. You almost said my name right. A lot of people say my name wrong, which is fine. I don't care. Um, but, yeah, but you said it wrong in a way that I've never heard it said wrong before. That I mean, that, oh, right on. which is but, but it's closer to being bro. right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Wow, is James Hobart? Are you in bed and James Hobart's in bed with you? Because I hear some funky breathing. Oh, sorry, dude. I'm sitting on a swing set. Let me. Ah, are you with your kids? Nope. Oh. He's inside, but we we're normally on it. Okay. And so, yeah, so you're the first boy, caller though, that's called me Sevan, and you're the first caller who's called on a swing set. So I appreciate. <laughs> it. I love it. Love it. Hey, man, your fatherhood advice has. Um, it's impacted me. Okay. So I really like it. In a good way? Yeah, man. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me how. Um, You've inspired. I always like setting a high bar for my boy. And sometimes people would discourage me from that. And I'd be like, set the bar high. So high. Then let him fail. Mm -hmm. And he still fails at a high level. Yeah. And also the cutting out processed sugar. Uh, Yeah. You know what's funny is after I said that extreme comment and I and I extreme in quotes I'm I'm not being serious I said something like hey yeah, you yeah. should never give your kid added sugar never before they're 2 years old and I got a lot of pushback from that and it's like you should really never give your kid added sugar ever but anyway um the very next day the I don't know the CDC the FDA one of those morons said hey you should never give your kid added sugar um before the age of 2 and if they're saying that that means you know it's really probably before the age of 15 yeah, right for sure. What do you, um, so give me an example of setting the bar high for them. Is there any, like, like letting them climb on something like, like, yes, absolutely. Here's just one example. I'm at the park Please. the other day. He's got, he's him and another boy. They're kind of playing with sticks, like sword fighting. The mm -hmm. other boy's mom goes, Hey guys, no playing with sticks. 
And I'm thinking like, hold up. I get you don't want to injure another kid. But when you hit another kid and you see that pain on his face, that's such an important lesson that my son goes, oh, man, that's why I don't hit him with a stick. And you only learn that lesson from playing with those sticks. And when we're wrestling and he really hurts me and I go, oh, Eddie, ah, that hurt. That's a big lesson. He goes, oh, okay, I don't pull that hard when we're just playing. You gotta. I don't kick dad in the neck. I don't kick dad in the neck. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You gotta get in the dirt to learn those lessons. But if you're always saying, "Oh, don't play with sticks," you're never gonna learn it. Um, I'm gonna tell you, I'm guilty of that one. I'm guilty of that one. I'm I'm so guilty of that one. I'll just tell you. So the the stick thing, like I'll go to the park and there'll be like uh, I don't know, let's say thirty kids at the park playing on a set, and 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 you know every kid's like probably five to 10 feet apart, scrambling around like ants. And um, I'll see a kid run in there with a stick and I'm like, God damn it. This isn't the place for sticks. But, but, but I hear you. And I like, and I like what you're saying. I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting I'm right in the slightest. I'm suggesting that even I'm, even I'm wrong, but, but there is like, even my kids in the backyard, you're right. They'll be carrying, they always want to carry sticks. Kids, boys love sticks. I don't know about girls. And you're right. That is a hard one. That is a hard one, yeah. and I and I and I I think I commend you on doing that. And then even I was thinking of more like task things, but even when they fail, the cool part is, is you still get to compliment them for trying. Yep, yep. No one, no one is growing if they're not failing. I I read that in the yep. in the book Balance, and I'm like, holy cow. And they're like even the greatest athletes, the the all the best tennis players, soccer, football, um, scientists, whatever. If you're not failing, you're not growing. So if you're like just sitting there being successful every day, and I guess that's what practice is for, right? Yep. I'm gonna teach them intimidation is one of the best feelings in the world. Because when you're intimidated, but you take it, you're about to learn a lot. If you don't cower, when you feel that intimidation, you're about to learn. Right. It's kind of that's how I felt about this podcast this morning with no guests. Yeah, yeah, cool. Did you see that Ricky Garrard interview? I did. I was just talking about that. What do you think about that? Man, I mean, I commend him for doing it. Feels a bit too late. Mm. And yeah, I come. I mean, I I love the storyline of Ricky Garrard. Mm. I guess I can't really comment on the per you know the personality and whatnot, but I am. Highly intrigued with the storyline. Have you ever taken? Have you ever taken those pills yourself? Nope. Nope. I'm really proud that I haven't because I like doing those competitive CrossFit events. Yeah, they look. I I went online like soon as Chase said what he was taking, like like in real time. I just I pulled up another window and and like opened put some in a shopping cart started reading the side oh, for real? yeah i mean i've never yeah. done anything like that but i've always wanted to yeah. and i didn't pull the trigger on it my wife walked by my computer she's like what are you doing oh nothing just a little research but the yeah. side effects look scary as shit i don't want yeah, enlar- yeah. i don't want an enlarged prostate i already pee every hour yeah i love finishing a workout and then being like yeah i i did it right or i did it the old-fashioned way yeah. How about any other pill? Have you ever taken like Adderall or Viagra or any of the other cheating yes. drugs? When I was in college, I became addicted to binge abusing Adderall. And it's actually one of my greatest achievements to overcome that. And I, I love helping. I live in a college town and I can look a kid in the eye and I know if he's using Adderall. And I love helping kids with that. 
Is it just like meth? I done a little. I went through like yeah, a little, like three week period of doing meth. Oh yeah, yeah, dude, it, it's meth. When you binge abuse it, it's meth. Yeah, it's crazy. I um this this there was these group of kids that I hung out with, and we were in college going to UC uh, Santa Barbara, and there's probably I, I'd say like thirty of us roughly in the in the crew, and um. It's a college town. You know how college is. There's just like the house, oh, yeah. the houses. Same here. You, you, Same here. Okay. So meth rolled in and there was like, a, it came in and I had never done it before. And so like the first time I did it, I basically did it for three weeks straight. And there was probably like 30 of us who did it for three weeks straight. And then, and then I was just like, this shit's, this isn't good. You can't do the rest of your shit. And then, I, and then no. about another, so let's say I'm just making this up roughly for the spirit of the story. But after like three weeks, 15 of us stopped. Right. And then after six weeks, there were only seven left. And after 20 weeks, there was two guys left. And then, you know, after a year, there's one guy of the 30 who got addicted to it. And next thing you know, we're reading about him on the news. He's now turned into a woman. He paints his nails. He got arrested for stabbing a girl in the face because Bart Simpson told him to do it. When they pulled him over, um, you know, he had a a dildo and Vaseline in his backpack. I mean, this is a true story. And – that 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 made me realize, holy shit! I kind of dodged a bullet. There was a one in thirty chance oh, that, yeah. like, uh, I would have got addicted to that shit. But I like to do other shit. That's why I, I mm-hmm. um I quit smoking because of CrossFit. I I don't drink yeah. anymore because I don't want to I don't want to die um early. So I'll tell you what I'll do the only marijuana edibles. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, I'll do a little coffee and a little marijuana edible every now and then when you're. I'm being a little too stressed out, not being a cool dad or husband. Yeah. A little marijuana edible, man. Strategically. I tried to get into melatonin, taking a shitload of melatonin. I didn't even like that. Oh, oh I don't know. But, yeah, I don't like anything that, like, your body does naturally, so your body makes melatonin naturally. Mm. Do you ever have nightmares? <laughs> have you ever had a nightmare? Not since I was a child. So when I was on melatonin, I started having nightmares, like real ones, like like wow. like, like zombies and and moving nightmares. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. I did not enjoy that. I did not enjoy a nightmare. They stick with you for a long time. Yes, they do. I mean, I'm an anxious guy. Like I'll go fishing with my son, and like we have to have every safety protocol in place. You, mean, I'll, you I, mean like so people don't drown, life jackets and shit like that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And even I'm out there, I'm so anxious. I'm like, oh, every, everyone, don't get near the edge. Like, it's fine either way. Um, someone in the comments just said, Sevon, get Fraser on to discuss the chew and the bottle spit that changes colors. Really, it was podium products. Did they? Did Ricky talk about that in the – Will, are you saying Ricky talked about that in the podcast with uh, Chase Ingram? I didn't I, – I personally didn't – by the way, what's your name? I don't even know your name. Steve. Steve. Um, I, I personally couldn't watch the interview. I watched 15 minutes of it and it was making me feel uncomfortable. I, I started having like too much sympathy that, for Ricky. I did. It felt like an interrogation and I, and I'm not that I want to reiterate. That's not a dig at chase, you know? Hey, you know what? You do you, I got chase. the vibe from Ricky. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's going to sound really rude. He seems kind of dumb, just old school caveman style dumb. And that sounds so mean. But I go, you know what? You seem like the type of guy who would get caught. Where if you and four of your other elite CrossFit friends are doing SARMs or whatever it is, you're definitely the one that's going to get caught. And your other bros probably know how to cheat the system. What about um? Does does 
Does Nick Diaz? I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. Do you think Nick Diaz seems dumb? No. I mean, he, he I got he's kind of got that caveman vibe, though. I mean, to be honest, I I didn't I haven't but, I haven't talked I don't. I, here's the thing. So I have this I have this I know this couple and they're get going through a divorce and I'm concerned about the husband because he can't speak. And I always thought that maybe something was wrong with him. And I, it's a little harsh to say he was dumb. And then one day he's like, hey, do you want to see this video that I made? And this guy has so much trouble speaking. And he's a grown-ass man. He's in his 40s. He can't articulate or share a thought of his life depends on it. And I said, okay, sure. I'd, I'd love to see this video made. And it's a video of him pouring ashes into the ocean of his dead father. And there's like 20 people on the boat uh -oh. with him. And he reads – um, he reads. I, I, um, what's that called when you when you give a um, not a eulogy? A eulogy. He reads a eulogy to his dad, and I was and and it's like a five minute eulogy. And I'm watching this video and I'm bawling, Steve. I'm bawling. Wow, man. And all of a sudden, if he writes and then reads it, he can articulate himself brilliantly. So just because I see someone like Ricky or Nick Diaz. Not words, not just flowing out of their mouth like diarrhea, like Indeed. it does out of my mouth. It's hard for. I, I think it's a. Um, I, I I just don't think we should give big mouths the credit for being smart and and people who words don't. Yes, just sir. Indeed. Dumbness. I suppose I had a few other factors that um, played into my judgment that Ricky was a little dumb. For example, are you a his, girl, his girlfriend was hot? His girlfriend was hot. I always, <laughs> I always just think that guys who have hot girlfriends are idiots. <laughs> that makes me feel better. That it's makes funny, me feel dude. better. That's, yeah, that yeah, that's better. a college town yeah. vibe. Yeah. No truth to it. Just yeah. makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, fun. thanks for having me on, buddy. Yeah, thank you, and congrats on the kids, and continue being. Hey, a great thank dad. you so much. Yeah, yeah, he's a great four-year-old. Name's Eddie. Good. Awesome. Stay in touch, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, uh, sorry, I couldn't take the calls while I was on with Steve. If you guys want to hear if you guys if you guys want me to um be a part of my Instagram live when I do it, and I usually just do it before my podcast, you have to switch to my Sevon Rinsta account. Because my Sevon Matosian account no longer goes live. Do you guys want to see that? You know what's weird is when you hear about shadow banning and that kind of stuff. Like two years ago, you're like, that's just conspiracy theory. Those are just right-wing wingnuts, blah, blah, blah. And um, and, you don't, and you don't believe it's real. You just think that shadow bans – you don't believe any of this stuff is real until it happens to you. It's, it's so bizarre. But I'm going to show you what happens. By the way, I know I answered the call. Give me one second. Uh, I want to show you what happens when I go live. So can, can, can you guys see this? I don't know if you can see my phone. Oh, yeah, you can see it. So I'll hit the live button and I get that message from Instagram saying I can't go live. And it says, you're blocked from sharing live video. Posts from your account have been recently removed for going against our community guidelines. So live video sharing has been temporary, temporarily blocked. So I hit learn more. And it says, we want Instagram to continue to be authentic and a safe place for inspiration and expression. So I've been banned because they want Instagram to be an authentic and safe place for inspiration and expression. I'm kind of, it, I, isn't that amazing that Instagram doesn't think I'm safe or authentic? <clears throat> anyway, 
What's up, brother? How are you? What country are you calling from? I don't recognize this. This. I am calling from Ireland, Saban. Ah. Uh, my name is Clay. Clay, uh, good morning. I've a few times. Um, that, that's a minute. Goodness knows how much this cost me calling from Ireland. You kept me on for a minute before I even spoke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> $12. So, and, and I was the original caller as well. You, you declined my call from Ireland oh. in favor of uh, fellow countrymen. Boy, we're um, off to a bad start. So, <laughs> only messing my, um, hey, if I yeah, was Irish, I, I, I would have you know, known that and I would have answered. Like, if a call comes from Armenia, <laughs> I'm just picking up. Racist, racist. Um, I, I guess I was, uh, I was just going to chat about Ricky Gerard, but uh, the last caller, you covered a lot of, a lot of stuff. It's a weird, weird energy, man, wasn't it? Kind of strange. I just, I just, my heart fell for him. He just seemed like a fish out of water. I, and I just, I, I'm sure that Chase wanted to go through and get in, and check the boxes and get some stuff done. And I don't blame him for that. But I, I think I would have danced with him a little more. Maybe I'm not as real as Chase, but I would have danced with them more yeah. to get that information. I wouldn't have just opened the can and shook out the dog. Man, thing. Sorry? Your man, your man, Becky, um, South African guy lives in Australia. He's been, he got a good YouTube channel. He's been trying to to reach out, and he did a few videos with Ricky. And he's he was sort of trying to tease stuff out of him. So I've I've seen him a little bit before, and I had the same vibes. He, I, I get the whole caveman thing, last guy said, but um, he just he just can't really articulate himself. He just he, he doesn't have the words. He, I, I I feel like I feel like genuinely, he, like I think his feelings are there. The correct feelings. I think he just can't say it. He can't get out. He just doesn't have maybe the vocabulary. Um, maybe that's harsh. I, I just I feel like he's struggling to to, to put it out verbally. Um, but I mean, I, I I'm trying to. Uh, you see me in comments and stuff. I, I love the idea of a redemptive story arc. You know, I I, I want I, I want it to be a good story. But I mean, he's not helping himself. Um, I don't think he's been very colorful in his apologies. He's not really given too much away. It's just he's doing himself no favors, but maybe he's just reality and maybe suffering from that. I, I, I struggle with the apology thing. Um, when when uh, Tiger Woods got in trouble for um, I, 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 boy, it sucks to even say it like that. It shows my own kind of. Idiocy and, and bought in when Tiger Woods got exposed, when Tiger Woods' life was shown to us, when Tiger Woods, when the news, when TVs and shit started reporting that Tiger Woods was sleeping with a lot of women and he was married, he had to do some. He, I don't know if he had to, he did some sort of apology in a Nike commercial. And I find it completely disingenuous if he would have just come on and said dude i fucked so many fucking hot chicks and it was so great and some of them i loved and some of them i didn't love and man i just let's face it i'm, I'm really rich and, and it sucks that i hurt my wife's feelings like if he would have given a real answer i would have loved it i don't think his answer yeah. was real i don't think you you, guess, you bang 40 chicks while you're married and then and then do a nike commercial and apologize i'm not buying it and so like all of a sudden all my respect goes out the window for him like all of it i would have been so much like how much cooler would it have been if when when the the ex the the president the old president we had the the orange haired dude in the united states when he got this um sickness if he'd been like damn i'm fat as shit guys watch this i'm gonna lose 60 pounds I would have been like, that's awesome. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Guess, or if the I new guy was like, hey, this thing only kills fat people. We know it. Look at the numbers. And so let's protect the fat people in our country. I would have – I'd be so much more on board with Real Talk. And so I just – if he's not truly apologetic, I, I just – I might – I don't need to hear anything specifically come out of his mouth. I'm curious how it affected his penis, his sex life, the number of pull-ups he got, <laughs> and maybe like maybe like do you feel bad because Vellner didn't get to go on the podium and you did? But regardless of his answer, I don't want to judge him for it. If he's like, "No, fuck Vellner. I don't I, like Canadians." I'd be like, "All yeah. right, cool." You know what I mean? Like I, I just want gonna, people to tell the truth. I don't really care what the truth is. I think you got a full set for um up. Like the old, Wait, say that again. You're breaking up. You're breaking up, or 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 you stopped speaking English. You started speaking Irish. One more time. Yeah, if he's truthful about his feelings that everyone was taking it, then I, I get it. He was he was mistaken, which is maybe slightly different to I took it to have an age. If he if he took it because he thought everyone else was taking it, then in his reality, he wasn't. Having an age, he was trying to keep up, but he was wrong. If, I mean, if that was his assumption of the field that he was competing against, was that everyone was doing it? And I guess he said that the person who gave him the gear told him that it probably wouldn't show up in the test. I'm sure he probably just assumed that every other athlete had been told the same thing by different people, and they were all taking the thing that supposedly wasn't going to show up in the test. Um, so he, he probably felt like he was keeping up by taking it because everyone was taking it. But right, right. I guess we have to take his word on that. Right. Um, right. Maybe I yeah, should. I still think any, any time you have an apology where it comes after you've been exposed, it's going to, it's going to lack a little bit of authenticity because you didn't just come out of your own accord and say, here's something that I used to do that I am ashamed of. Right. You're, you're only, you're only making an apology because you've been. Like, out. like what uh, if he would have said, it sucks. Them. I got caught. That shit was amazing. What if he would? Yeah. What if he have said that? Hey, um, um uh, I, what time yeah. is it in Ireland right now? Uh, it's about four o'clock or something. Hey, yeah. is, did I, I? Is your government getting getting? I really don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. I really don't. <laughs> I really do. I was going to ask you some questions. I, I I just don't want to get kicked off of YouTube. They announced yesterday they're going to kick people off, and and they gave. But but I they're it's it's at their discretion. Like it's it's so funny how they word it. They say they're going to kick people off who are anti this and anti that. It's like, dude, no one is anti. No one is anti anything. People just want to know the truth. I'm not anti slide at the park. I just want to know is that some kid's poop on there or is it not? I'm not anti. Um, you yeah, say there's uh, breakthrough they're, they're, cases? They're starting to talk about, to talk about uh, passports, vaccine passports and mandates and stuff here a little bit. I'm uh, going to need them to go to nightclubs. Apparently nightclubs are uh, worse than sports arenas. I, I don't understand their logic half the time. Um, but Didn't yeah, you guys I, just I, have a I, massive I, boxing event in, in that country next to you? With a... Jo- uh, uh, I watched it with uh, uh, Joshua and uh, and the yeah. fucking Ukrainian dude Usyk's. weren't there like oh, yeah. seventy thousand people in it, like squished into a gym in in the UK? Yeah, oh, we had the the Euros, um, the the football, like a mass football competition, Wembley Arena, is like you know tens of thousands of people and stuff. Um, and then they're saying oh, you can't all go to a nightclub unless you can prove you've been vaccinated. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's all complete uh, nonsense. 
but uh, I, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I'm going to sit on, but uh, um, I put a, a post up on my social media the other day. I said the, the point where you decide to enforce rather than persuade is the point that you have admitted that you think you're superior to others, mm. inferior. Like, mm. so that's, no, that's, no, that's you have it all wrong, Clay. It's for safety. No, no, it's for safety. You have it all wrong. It's for it's for for protecting people who are eighty two years old who have dementia, who are a hundred pounds overweight and have been drinking Coca Cola. That's the, and that yeah. is the stereotype. That is the that is the what's it called? Um, when some uh, that is the profile, and it's accurate. It's accurate. Just mm-hmm. like just like Japanese people are good at math. It's accurate. <laughs> it's accurate. Okay. Thank you, Clay. Okay. Good to chat with you, All the best, man. Bye. Thanks, brother. Bye. I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube and I don't have a plan to go somewhere else. And I, and I, and I have these like, um, visions of grandeur of just like having a huge pot, uh, uh, YouTube station with a podcast that has a ton, ton of followers and where I'm just sharing fun stuff and then I'm making fucking mad coin. Like I have that vision. I mean, I, I, and so I don't want to leave the, I don't want to leave the platform. I don't, you, you know, those other platforms like rumble and, and whatever the other ones are, as soon as you go on there, you're a fucking quackadoodle. I mean, you're not really, but you know what I'm saying? It, 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 but who knows in two years, those might be the big, those might be the big platforms. All the other shit that was quackadoodle two years ago now is mainstream. It used to not be cool to be racist. Now, like, it's like the end thing. Okay, hold it. I mean, those – stand by. Jim Cleesus? Good morning, Jim. Uh-oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I have to switch it to Roadcaster Pro every time. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Mr. Matosian. How are you? I'm good. Wow, good job with the last name. Hey, I took a shot at the last name. I was probably going to fuck up the first name, so. Yeah, good job. Nice. Oh, that's, um, so that's I wa- safe. I want to – I want to share something with you. So I live up here in Minnesota. Some SARMs? You, you want my address to send is, me some SARMs? <laughs> which is one of the... <laughs> uh, no, Endurable. Endurable. Whatever. Send it. Um, um, so we have a... I live up here in Minnesota, which is like a very liberal and we've been in the news a little bit over the last couple of years. Um, so we're locked down, you know, whatever, mass vaccinations. There's a theater up here that's been closed for since all this nonsense has gone down. And they are requiring the negative COVID test, the proof of vaccination to get in. A movie theater or like one where people get on the stage and perform? Yeah, a performing arts theater. Yeah, it's a play, that kind of thing. And the first play where you have to go in and show is your proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test is called What the Constitution Means to Me. That's the name of the play? The name of the play is What the Constitution Means to Me. Wow! Or you can go Holy see that. Shit. <laughs> I mean, is this is the irony of ironies, or uh, I mean, I thought of you were the first person I thought of when I saw this, and I was just blessed this morning to wake up and see you on a live podcast because your your news show is just about my bedtime here in Minnesota. So, man, that's that that is incredible. That's like the professor from Columbia University who taught, um, who who was a PhD in ethics and taught an ethics class. And they were going to afford – maybe it was even bioethics. I'd really mm-hmm. love to get her on. Um, yeah. And, and, and she had to quit. She's like, hey, how can, I, how can I be honest and teach bioethics when I'm being forced at my college to, do, to get a medical procedure? Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? It's, it is. It's um, fascinating. It's, it's so it's, 
Yeah, it's amazing. You know, the good thing is, is so many people are waking up. So many people are sort of coming out of their feelings and letting and like finally letting like their intellect. Like, I know five is a beautiful number. I know it looks like S, but two plus two is four. But I love five. I love five. It's so sweet. It's only one. I'm only off by one. And and five looks like seven. And I love seven. And I just come on. Can we please make it? But so many people are like, okay, I'm going to stop lying to myself. I'm going to accept the fact yeah. that I use an iPhone and it's made with slave labor in China, guilty. And I'm going to admit that two plus two really is four. And I'm going to, I mean, even Tony Robbins is coming out. Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. Russell Brand. I mean, so many people are like waking up and, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's I, good. You know what? Feelings I, are real. I, I mean, sort of, they're not real, but they're real to you. But the intellect is yeah. real to all of us. We have to meet with the intellect. I'm not saying we all be That's autistic and scumbags, but- Correct. That's the, that's the thing that people have to realize that in this country. I like theater. And, and, I like pesto. I like liberal shit. Mm-hmm. I'm a fucking yeah. liberal to we, the core. I love tree hugging. I love the dead. I love hippies. I love fucking yeah. kids running around naked and smoking weed. But but but, <laughs> I, but you, you can't. Know, thing, but you can't be. You can't stop hate speech just because you're peace and love. You got to let free speech go. Yeah, free you speech have to, above you everything. Have to let people. You know, people's experiences are different. You know, if someone if someone is stressed out because they're going to the store where people aren't wearing masks. You know, you don't have to yell, not you personally. Right. You don't have to yell at them and say, oh, you're crazy. You're No, that's their experience. We don't know what their experience is, and we have zero, zero business telling people what their experiences should be. Like, someone, I've seen how many, how many times have you seen, I don't know if you've seen it, I don't have kids, and don't hang around, but I've seen it before, like a kid will, you know, fall down, whatever, and start a little crying a little bit. What does the parent say? That didn't hurt. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's How crazy. That's crazy. You don't get to do that, dude. You don't get to do that. Yeah, you don't get to say that. You know why they do that? So there was this big movement of like uh, against parents who, when your kid falls down, you run over and go, "Oh my god, are you okay?" And they course, mm-hmm. which is still, which is also stupid, and they course corrected to like, "You're not hurt." It's like, hey, right. how about shut the fuck up and let the kid feel it and process <laughs> it himself? You don't know shit. Exactly. You don't and, know and, shit. And, and that's what I try to do. I'm not perfect. Ah, I'm pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, <laughs> my kid falls down and I just walk over. I would just walk over to him, make sure other skateboarders don't run him over. Maybe put my yeah. hand on his forehead. Cause I used to like that when my mom would put her cold hand on my forehead, um, you know, give him a kiss, uh, maybe dust the, the, the dirt off him. But that's yeah. it. Like, like I'm not yeah. there to like, and if he says something to me, am I bleeding? Then I give him some feedback. If cool. I think he handled so, it great, I tell him he handled it great. If you think he handled it like shit, I I, I try to keep my mouth shut. Reward yeah, the good behaviors. Okay. People are fucking assholes. You know what they yeah. are? Yeah, it's they not are. that they're assholes. They're reactionary and they're selfish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and It's and uncomfortable watching thing, your kid get hurt. It is. Yeah. Like, uh, one one more thing. Um, I think this thing that's going around this country that caused all this panic, at what point do you just say, you know what? We have to live with it. We have to live with it, and we'll get around it, just like we do with the flu. You know what I mean? You know, I'm going to – Jim, the very – I have – I, I've never been afraid of any sickness um, except – except I mean I was terrified of AIDS. I was, I was a, a chronic mm-hmm. condom user. 
Um, mm-hmm. but I've never been like, if you came over to my house and like, you were like, I have strep and I'd be like, I don't care. Hit the bong, buddy. Get it. And I'd mm-hmm. share a joint with you and I would have done all that. Like, I don't care. Sure. And I walk around sure. barefoot everywhere. I walked around barefoot, New York city, San Francisco. I don't care. I'm a little afraid of needles sometimes. Like if I go somewhere, there's yeah. a lot of needles on the ground. Um, like San Francisco. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> San Francisco's. <laughs> uh, but when, when, when the, when the information first started coming out about this, it was in, it was from China. I don't know if you remember the, remember the cruise ship. That's where it all started. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then some studies started coming out of China very early on. And they said that the, the vast, 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 if not all people who were dying were 65 or older and had been smoking for 30 years and were men. Those were the three data points we had, 65 or older, smoking, and men. And so I immediately thought, okay, it's it's not because they're 65 and older. That has nothing to do with it. And it's not because they're men. That has nothing to do with it. Those are just correlates. What it has to do with is the fact that they've been smoking 30 years. And you can't smoke 30 years unless you are 65. A 12-year-old cannot smoke for 30 years. Another thing that I'm acutely aware of is that if my son falls down the stairs at six years old, he's going to get hurt. If I fall down the stairs at 49 years old, I'm going to have a life-altering injury. If my mom falls down the stairs at 77, she's going to die. This is just standard. There's nothing anybody can do about it. You can mitigate that damage by not being obese and by being mobile and and exercising a lot. But other than that, age is just a factor. It's just in there, right? So obviously if if my kid gets a cold, it's nothing. If I get a cold, it's a little more. If my mom gets a cold, it's a little more. But let's not get carried away. And I want to explain real quick what a correlate is, not that you don't know, but some of the listeners might not know. If I say that an airline can be judged by the fact a successful airline burns a lot of fuel And that's one of the correlates. That doesn't mean I can go to the fuel yard behind Southwest Airlines, light a match, and blow up all the fuel and be like, oh, my God, this airline is so successful. It's just a correlate. And so we knew – and then then the second and very, very distant highest number of deaths in China from this, you know who that was? That was the spouses of these smokers. So we knew right away that it had nothing to do with age, had nothing to do with sex. See how I use the word sex? Mm -hmm. I don't use the word gender because I know the difference. Gender is not real and sex is cock and balls and vagina. And thank you. And that's what I was looking for. And so – as soon as we had that, that those data points, it was very clear what was going on. There was nothing to be afraid of. Now, did I think it was going to be so heavily related to sugar? No, but but at the time, I didn't know much about T cells and NK cells and, and the effect that insulin has on the innate immune system. But it's just – it's crazy. So your question was is when are we just going to accept it? Um, when 50 percent of our – I mean 52 percent of all kids in Chile I read recently are obese. And wow. so people there must be terrified. Because yeah. those kids don't have immune, no functional immune systems. They must be they terrified. No they got yes. no shot. They got yes. no shot. No. So um, just, I, it's nuts. I'm sorry. Yeah. So just in closing. To don't my get me kicked sports. off of YouTube. Can we talk about like not, sex I'm and not. sports? Okay. Well, we talked about I just two weeks ago um, um, received my L2. So Wait, what um, happened? You, you received your second sh- shot two weeks ago? What would you I, say? No, I got my L2. My oh, L2. oh, oh, okay. Um, so I'm just tooting my horn, helping spreading the word, you know, we'll, we'll get this thing knocked out. Um, I heard I the L2 is just a big old dose of humility. It is. You think you know everything. You think you know everything. And, you know, these guys just, just smack you down, not smack you down, but in a positive way, smack you down, humble you a little bit and say, wow, I never <laughs> thought I knew what I was doing until I have these experts, these experts watching me do it. 
you want to talk about nerve wracking, but it was one of the most positive experiences I've ever had. Um, so you just keep spreading that word about the L1. Who were your instructors? You L1. Um, so I had Pablo, mm-hmm. Pablo Sergini, I'm going to know him, uh, Kelly Jackson, oh. and Andrew and Andrew Charlesworth. Um, three, and they were great. I, I do know um, Pablo. I have a mix with some, uh, he's one of three guys I'm picturing. Obviously, I know Kelly Jackson. She's dope. Yep. What a yeah, she is, fucking she is. specimen. She what really a great is. human. And Andrew, yeah, and Andrew Charlesworth is a good dude. He's a good dude. And I don't know um, him. I mean, and if I do, yeah. I apologize. But yeah, great. I mean, yeah. how old are you? Pablo, I am 52. Oh, okay. And you did your L2. Good job. Wow, you're older than me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's why you, when you say, man, you can finally get out of bed in the morning. I'm with you. I'm, I'm not with you in bed, but um, I share the same experience. Um, Thank so Pablo, you. Hey, I, when you, when you, Pod, go ahead. So Pablo, Pablo has long flowing hair and I recognized him and I brought it up and I asked him the question. He was the judge, no rep, Danielle Brandon on the tie breaking squat smash ladder. <laughs> Oh, he and hates you. Him. He hates and you. And I recognize Well, he discussed it. He said it was a great, I, I told him, I said it was a great call. And what my evaluation is, he said he was sitting there. He's like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm going to get fired. I'm going to get fired. I did that. And he, he came over. Boz asked why the fuck he, she, he made her do three. He made, he made her do four snatches when the work was three. He said, I know about three. He said, oh, good call. Because he wasn't, Boz wasn't watching his specific lane. So that was a great story. And for all you asking, where's Brian? Fuck Brian Friend. I got Jim. Brian Brian doesn't have this type of insight. Fuck Brian Friend. (laughs) I'm joking. Before anyone runs away with that, Brian is Brian's the man. He's always welcome on the show. You people stop saying dumb shit out there. He's just busy. He just ran a competition for his gym. I would I would have Brian on every single show and I would run him ragged. Yeah. It's a lot kind of dealing with me, guys. Kind of, he needs a break. Give him a fucking it. break. He'll be back soon. I mean, I hope. But he's fucking amazing. He can come on any show. But when he's it's gone, kind of Jim's going to give us the real shit. Yeah, man. It's kind of his off season. So, right. you know, he's, he's accumulating all that stuff. Hey, man. Thanks so much for taking your call. I really enjoy it. Really Anytime. enjoy the podcast, man. Keep up the work. Okay. Thanks, brother. All right. Bye. Bye. You know, I always wish that I. Um. I know I have a monstrous ego because I every time someone gets off instead of me getting off, I get like pissed. Like fuck you, no, I want to get off first. Fuck you, fuck you, Jim, getting off first. But but I always like I'm such a big mouth that everyone always gets off before me. All, all the callers have gotten off before me. They're all cooler than me. Uh, there were some notes coming in. Um, someone said I was politicizing COVID. I don't mean to be politicizing it. It's just it's easy to categorize. It's easy. It's 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 easy to categorize. I agree. It shouldn't be politicized. I agree. Um, someone said I'm better than that. But when you say that to me, though, you just piss me off. Like, who are you to say I'm better than that? Uh, I keep hearing all these rumors about African regional athletes. Sorry, I keep hearing all this talk about African semifinal athletes. That the three athletes that won the semifinals from Africa have not been paid their prize money by CrossFit Inc. And I had Jason Smith on the show and I forgot to ask him. And I'm and I'm and I keep getting shitloads of DMs about it. And I'm so curious what the story is with that. I'm sure it's something legit. I'm sure it's something legit. But I I, I would also guess that these guys are getting a little like uncomfortable. 
Uh, do you guys know what a binary poison is? A binary poison. I, I saw this article on it, and I don't know if this is true. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that this is true. I'm just sharing the story with you. A binary poison is when you give someone something like um, to eat or you put something on their skin. And then like a week later or a day later or a month later, you give them something else and the two mix together and have a reaction and the person dies. And supposedly that's like how the Russians kill people on the DL, right? So they – they um you're at a restaurant and they somehow slip it into your food and they know when you go home you'll eat something else and it'll mix with that and and then you're dead. What was interesting I was I was I was hearing about the theories on binary poisons and all this crazy shit and then I started thinking that's basically what that's basically what um sugar is. Sugar is basically the it, it's it's a it's 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 half of the it's toxic and it's half of the poison to so many different things, meaning you take sugar, you have an insulin response, that insulin is in your bloodstream, that insulin severely affects your T cells and NK cells, natural killer cells, their ability to do their job, which is to kill bad guys in your bloodstream, including cancers. Um, and then you get some other sickness and because you have all of that insulin in your bloodstream, you die. You're not able to fight it off. By the way, it really is that simple. If you don't believe me, just start Googling T-cells and NK-cells on YouTube and just watch how they work. They're a fucking miracle. And if you want them to work really, really well, you can't have – you can't your, – your bloodstream has to be – it's basically – think of your – think of your – your arteries and your veins as freeways and when you have a hormonal response like when you eat sugar, you cause a traffic jam and your shit can't get done. It, it, it's so simple. It's so simple. And so when those cells are moving around, they're fascinating that they can do amazing shit. And when they come across something that's bad like a virus inside of you and they kill it, they make something called a memory cell. And they send that throughout the body too. So everywhere in the body will now have a memory of who that bad guy is. I heard a great word the other day describing black-skinned people, calling them melanated. And not just black-skinned people, but brown-skinned people. Just like the darker you are, they refer to it as melanated. And I really like that. I don't like this division of labeling people up into piles. And sometimes I have to do it just to like respond to someone else who's doing it. But like – Black skin, white skin, orange skin. Sharing the data like that is is part of the division. And we do need some division, like men's and women's bathrooms. We definitely need uh, men's and women's bathrooms. I mean, not if they're not if they're like just like single shooters. Like if like if you have a small business and you just you can only afford to have one bathroom. Yeah, it can be male and female, and you lock the door behind you and you go. Uh, snacks for kids. Uh, I, I, there are these two things that I keep hearing over and over. First of all, I, I see parents giving their kids snacks all the time at all these events I go to and the snacks that parents give their kids, you, you know, which kids are eating the wrong snacks by the way they behave. So my kids are absolutely wild, but it's a controlled wildness. When you feed kids added sugar, you see they start like it's not a controlled wildness. Instead of like just punching their brother in the face, they'll start doing stuff like this, like just the, like their hands and they start talking to themselves. It's nuts. Just add a little bit of sugar and you can see who those kids are. 
they're scattered. All kids are wild. Kids that get added sugar are scattered. They lose focus. And you can see who those kids are. And same with screen time. Screen time makes them scattered too. I don't understand why parents have trouble just saying no. I Sorry. I understand why. Your kids are holding you hostage. You want to avoid the explosion and the pushback from them saying when you say no. But, but two things. One, it's your job to say no. And every time you don't say no, you're making the problem worse. If you need what, so seven, what should I feed my kids? Cucumbers, little Persian cucumbers. They're all over the stores now. Get a vegetable brush, buy a huge bag of them, wash them, scrape them with this vegetable brush, cut off the ends and give them to them. But they won't eat that. So what? So what? (laughs) They won't eat it. They're your kid. So what? Same with screen time. When when I so when I go to jujitsu, my kids um, my kids are in two separate classes, so I have to be there for two hours basically. And I um, when Avi's going and I have the twins there, I let them watch a little bit of iPad. First of all, I don't let them watch iPad right away. I tell them they have to wait till the warm up is over, right? So every class does a warm up in jujitsu. So that gives the kids like 15, 20 minutes of like not having the iPad and hopefully forgetting about it. And then 50% of the time, they don't forget about it and they ask for the iPad and I give it to them. But then when I leave, there's two kinds of parents. There's parents who will be like, come on, kids, let's go. And the kids are like still watching the iPad and the parent walks over to them and is like talking to them and negotiating with them. No. They know class is over. I just walk over, pick up the iPad, turn it off, stick it in a bag, and we all jump in the car and go swimming. It's like that. They're just like – you should never be disrespectful to your kids, but they're they're yours. They're yours. They do what you want. They eat what you want. They watch what you want. They don't watch what you don't want them to watch. Brandon Waddell says they don't eat it because they don't see their parents eat it. That might be a great – that's a great point. You know – I've created a monster with Avi and, and, and Joseph and Ari. Like every time I go into the grocery store, they want me to come out with a, a clamshell of greens because they want to eat it in the back because they see me do that because I get a clamshell and just stuff it in my face. What's a vegetable brush? I could go look on Amazon. Basically, it's just something I keep on the sink. It's like what I use to like scrub carrots and cucumbers and, and I guess potato. I mean I don't eat really eat potatoes but – it's just a it's a brush that you don't put soap on. I think it's made of something like organic. By that I mean I think it's like it's probably some sort of plant or like bamboo or something. And I just I rinse it off and then I just rub it on a brush on the on the vegetable and it just cleans the vegetable. It gets all like the dirt and shit out of the cracks. So like you don't have to peel a carrot. You can just use this vegetable brush on it and it gets it like super clean. It's kind of cool. I like it. Uh, screen time, snacks for kids, binary poison, cops that quit. Man, I saw this story out of Washington State. Guy served 20 years in the military. Clamshell. Clamshell is a um, fancy word for those greens, triple wash greens that are in those plastic shells that you see at um, grocery stores. You know, it says like super greens or arugula or that's what a clamshell is, just one of those. So I like to – at least once or twice a week, I like to buy one of those and while I'm driving, squeeze all the greens into like a, a, a golf ball size bunch and shove it in my mouth and eat it. And I try to do that with the whole clamshell. I feel like it scrapes my, my intestines and sh- – I don't know if this is true. I'm making this up. But I feel like it scrapes my whole inside and I take an amazing deuce. 
um, this cop, he was a, he was a, he was in, he was, I think he was in the Marines for 21 years. And then he was in the police force in Washington state for 10 years. And because of the choices that they are, and, and he made it through all the BLM crazy shit and all the cop hatred and he kept serving his community. And now he, he's, he's quitting because they're forcing him to, you know, they're forcing him to have a medical procedure and he doesn't want to do it. So he's quitting. And I was just wondering how many cops are there like that? I'd like to have one of those on the show. Man. People say people say dumb shit. At least I think it's dumb. They say because I always have so much. I'm so impressed by police officers. They say, well, they chose that job. So what if they chose it? That doesn't make it their their commitment, and 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 in the in the in the harm and in the situation they put them in um, any less. So what if they chose it? Like, I I I don't get how that's relevant to to the the tremendous job they've done, the commitment, the danger, the like people say it like they're trying to belittle them. Like it was their choice. They could have sold flowers on the corner. And how many free will, man, that's another great conversation. Sometime I got to talk a little bit about that with Craig Howard. I don't think people really understand what free will is. You should experiment with free will. People try lying down and staying perfectly still and set a timer for four minutes. Nothing. Don't itch yourself. Nothing. You don't have free will. You think you have free will. It's the great lie. Try to watch the second hand on a clock for 60 seconds. Wait a minute and try doing it again. Watch what happens to your free will. If you are not cultivating and practicing free will every single day, you have no free will. Just to say it is not free will. It's called meditation. And, uh, and I, I, don't believe we are around a lot of people who have free will. If you ask people if they have free will, they'll wake up for one second and say, yeah, I have free will. And then they'll just go back to sleep. <laughs> Including myself. Guilty. Uh, I made it. 54 minutes. I'm going to go through a couple more questions. Thank you guys for all tuning in. I can't actually believe how many people tuned in today. I appreciate the callers that validates the show as being, I guess, real. Um, some more talk about Chase in the comments. Who taught you to ask uncomfortable questions? Uh, Jason Watkins asked, um, my mom was always super duper supportive of me asking a lot of questions. I do know that. And so was my dad. They were, they were, they were extremely supportive. So was my stepmom. Like, like the people I was around were super supportive of that. And although they indoctrinated me into a lot of fucking dumb shit, they were very, very supportive of allowing me to go anywhere I wanted in my brain. My mom and I have a very honest, uh, relationship and, and I like funny shit. And I know funny is usually uncomfortable. I was a huge – I was addicted to TV as a kid and I was a huge Abbott and Costello fan, Rodney Dangerfield. I watched comics like nonstop. Um, during our episode, I was so scared of what you would ask. During our episode, were you on the podcast? Do I know you, Jason T. Watkins? Shit. Um, that was interrogation. That was interrogation. I don't like the dude, but that podcast was shameful. Uh, I guess that's referring to Ricky and Chase. 
Wad Zombie, it changes a little bit, but still mostly like news anchor interrogation. Okay. Just answer yes or no. These are all comments early on in the show where people are talking about the Ricky interview with Chase. Do you feel CrossFit Games Podcast is trying to ignore you and you're following? Your content genuinely brings more traffic to the sport. You're doing great things here. Uh, I don't really understand that question. Um, I don't know what the fuck is going on over there. They don't have a media team. As uh, the, soon, soon as Rosa announces that they have a CMO, you know something's wrong with the company. You would never no – real, no real company would ever have a chief marketing officer. No real company – just like no real company would have a DEI. What do I mean by real? I don't mean that they're not real companies. I mean they're not real. They're fake. What does fake mean? Fake means is when you're only chasing the dollar. That's that's fake. It doesn't have to be bad. I'm not even saying it to be mean. I am suggesting, though, that you take your L1 as soon as you can because eventually that thing will be watered down and ruined. And it's not ruined yet. It started to get watered down even when I was there. No one wants to get sued. Hurt yourself doing Fran. Someone sues CrossFit, so they stop doing Fran at the L1. I it, It's insane to me. The last two weeks I worked at CrossFit Inc., I turned in more pieces of content than than pro- than probably anyone there had turned in in the previous year. I knew there was a chance I was going to get fired. I was an executive. I turned off my executive uh, mode, and I just turned into maybe last two months I was there. I started making shit tons of content like I used to back in the day in 2008 and nine. And when they let me go, they said it's because my position had been eliminated. I, they did not let me go because my position had been eliminated. They, that's that's a lie. That is a that is a lie. But because um, I was never even told what my position was by the new people, and they never replaced. They never put in a media director. They put in a PR guy. I don't know if you know what a PR guy is, but it's kind of they basically live for trouble. They need trouble and they need problems in order to validate themselves and make their job real and it was it's and if you went to this guy's twitter account you would see like he was a professional trump hater which is a which i don't have a problem with people hating trump um but it but it's a sad it, it would suck if your life revolved around hating biden or hating trump or hating anyone i mean the guy is just and he was nice he was he was a nice guy enjoyed every conversation I had with him, but he's just a professional angler and fixer. There's no workers there. Like half of CrossFit Inc. isn't workers anymore. Like this guy they brought in as the president, this this isn't – I mean have you guys seen a picture of him? I, I This this guy's not a CrossFitter. This guy – the same with the CMO. Who These are serial executives. When I worked at CrossFit Inc., every single person there had seen Jesus and was espousing the Bible. That's a, that's a simile, by the way. That's not true. Every person there had had come across CrossFit and holy shit had their life like saved by the methodology, the lifestyle methodology that Greg Glassman was espousing. Altered, saved, like holy shit. We were all nutballs, and and that's what you want in a company. That will never happen again there. Now half the people there, I suspect, don't even do CrossFit. And so I'm not saying this to be mean. It's not a dig. It's not a criticism. It's a fact. And so that's what you're seeing. They like those people don't even know what I like. Those 
I'm in a totally different world. I'm like as real as you can get, and they are um, they are not they're they're as far from real as you can get. I'm trying to think of an example so it doesn't sound derogatory because I know normally that sounds derogatory. I don't mean it as derogatory. Let me give you an example. I'll think of some analogy, but I don't think that they're being mean or ignoring me. I just I'm not I'm not even in there. I don't like behind like behind the scenes like that. They're not interested in shit like that anymore. They can't do that stuff. They they, they it's completely sterilized. It's completely sterilized. They wear um, they they put lotion on their feet and then some antibiotic and then socks and then shoes and then they get into a car and that car gets into a boat and then that boat never sails so it doesn't get damaged. That's a horrible metaphor. But what I'm saying is – and I walk around barefoot. We're, we're not even in the same – we don't even live, live in the same world. That CrossFit is just a corporate – like all the criticism that there used to be about CrossFit that was so hilarious and off base, it's now finally can, can be valid. There was no corporate juggernaut before. We were the fucking hell's angels. We were fucking activism. We were f- just delivering the message at all costs, riding motorcycles around, telling other people they suck and they're going to die if they don't do CrossFit. Those days are over. Now you got people like who in the company who who – Anyway, it's it, it, it's only sad because there'll be ne- it's so hard for something that real to come along. So many real people to be all pushing for the same cause. It's the power of the church, right? There were so many people who had their life altered by it, all pushing in the same direction, and they just they don't have they 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 they, they don't they, they don't I don't add value to to something that's not that real. Uh, Sevon, you promised the public that you would eat your socks. I tried. I tried. I tried to eat my socks. You're right. You mean because of the rich froning thing? I know. I tried. Basically, what happened for those of you who don't know, there was someone in my comments during the games, and they and they had the name Rich Froning, and everyone started chatting with that Rich Froning that was in the comments. And I said, "Hey, if that's the real Rich Froning, I'll eat my socks, you idiots. That's not really rich." And then when I went to bed that night, I got a text message from Rich, and it said, "You better start eating your socks, boy." And uh, I tried. I tried. I, it's impossible to eat socks. I think I'd die. I don't want to die. Live calls, let's go. Sevon, do your kids watch the, your podcast? I don't know. I'll ask them. Um, they know I do podcasts. They want to be on the podcast. But if they do watch it, they would only watch it while it's live if they were in the other room with their mom. So I think my wife watches it live sometimes. So if they're in there with her, they might hear parts of it. Sevon, get Fraser on to discuss the chew. Okay. Um, you may have wondered if uh, – you may have wondered – if Adderall is meth and people who do meth start pushing the bounds of mental stability and today most people have been on Adderall for a long time. Wow. Wow, Jason. Yeah, everyone I know who did meth for a long time, they are fucked up. Every single one without exception. And, and they never and they're never normal again. Um what's normal, Sevon? You know what normal is. He talked about what he saw Frazier do and take. Okay, back to Ricky. Where's Danielle Brandon? I don't know. Great question. Great question. Check her IG. Uh, any other final questions before I get off here? You guys were great. What a good time I had today. Authenticity is discouraged. Rose was saying how a lot of new employees brought in are not CrossFitters on the Tommy Marquez and Sean Winland podcast. Yeah. I tried to watch like 17 minutes of that. You don't want to get me started on that. That. Huh. <laughs> 
Uh, I wish Rich would text me before I go to bed. Me too. Okay, guys, thank you so much. Uh, let me tell you some of the guests we have coming up. Oh, you don't want to miss uh, tomorrow. I have two guests. I have Corey Allen on. He's the owner of Batcave CrossFit, a fascinating guy um, who uh, I did a podcast with on the CrossFit podcast. If you want to hear an amazing podcast, listen to that one. He was basically in prison, and my wife, who is Greg Glassman's executive assistant, um, started responding to his handwritten letters and while he was in prison, and he came out, and he did his L1, and CrossFit helped him get an affiliate started, and uh, and it's still running. I, and I don't know how many years it's been, but I, I had him on the CrossFit podcast, so I want to have him on and just find out how everything's going with all the shutdowns and how his business is going. I heard he's been using Chris Cooper's program, and his business is um, starting to get an uptick. I'm going to have Jorge Ventura on. If you guys don't know who Jorge Ventura is, check it out. At J-O-R-G-E Ventura, one word, V-E-N-T-U-R-A. It's nuts what this kid is doing. He he actually reminds me of myself. It's basically, just check him out, Jorge Ventura. He's a beast. He's been going basically down to the border and, and basically reporting from the border what's going on there. Completely unbiased. It's fantastic. And then I'm going to have Bill Dawes on. Um, comedian, if you've never heard Bill Dawes, go to uh, YouTube. You will love him. Watch his performance in Las Vegas in 2020. Bill Dawes, D-A-W-E-S. Uh, I have a couple other guests coming up. I just don't have their names written down. And, of course, uh, more UFC fighters. Still trying to get Sarah Sigmund's daughter on. Got a little chat going with Alexander Volkanovsky. Hope to have him on. Um, uh, got Trying to get Guy on since he's over at Mayhem now. Excited to talk to him. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for me, hit me up in the DMs. Don't forget um, to check out my other Instagram account, Sevon Rinsta, if you want to be part of the uh, live Instagram feeds I'm doing now. All right, guys. Thank you. 8.05 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the west coast of the North American continent. I will see you guys tomorrow. And uh, everyone DM Brian. Tell him to get him ass, his ass on the show.